Our neighborhoods have lesser-known, tucked-away corners that we often forget about. Perhaps, if we don't live near enough nor pass that way in the normal course of our daily travels, we forget about these places. Often they're the industrial complexes that, unless we work there, we ignore them. But often they're the locations that serve as hubs for the delivery of foods and materials essential to our living. In Mississauga, one such place lies at the foot of South Down Road, and this September 14th to 23rd, that area will move from the shadows into the limelight, as the 1.5-kilometer South Down Industrial Quadrant will serve as the backdrop for a massive art exhibition. Welcome to Bright Lights Big Saga. I'm your host, Claire Carver-Dias. In this episode, we will profile this exciting art exhibit called The Work of Wind, Air, Land, and Sea. When I was first married, I lived on the 17th floor of an apartment building located at Southdown in Lakeshore. Our main windows faced west, but we had a small corner den that gave us a south and east view. Visitors marveled at the distant Toronto skyline, and so did I, at first. But what I was more drawn to were the thousands of sparkling white and red lights of the Southdown Industrial Park between us and the dark waters of Lake Ontario. It was like an emerald city, distant, mysterious, and unattainable. But this September, it's attainable. September 14th to 23rd, the Southdown Industrial Park becomes the open-air gallery for the exhibition called The Work of Wind, Air, Land, and Sea, and it's open to the public each day from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So to maximize exhibition space, <laughs> we're taking it beyond the campus and we're going to stage our biggest project to date in the Southdown Industrial Area of Mississauga, which is a 10-minute drive from the UTM campus. It's a project that we're developing in partnership with the university and also the city of Mississauga. The partnership with the city first started with the culture division <laughs> and the environment division. So what's great is the environment division right now is in the midst of developing its climate change action plan and the culture division is more than ever committed to increasing the role of contemporary art in Mississauga and increasing cultural infrastructure. That was Christine Shaw, the director curator of the Blackwood Gallery at the University of Toronto Mississauga. I spoke with her for the last episode of Bright Lights Big Saga. If you'd like to learn more about her role and the role of art on the university campus, you should go back and listen to episode four. Christine and her team have done some pretty impressive and astounding things over the years. And their innovation continues this September. This new exhibition includes a six-stop bus service that will shuttle visitors to 13 public art projects. So our project is called The Work of Wind, Air, Land, Sea. 
and it's thinking about ecologies of excess, climate change, the legacies, environmental legacies of colonialism and capitalism, creative adaptation strategies, corporate social responsibility, environmental management. And so we knew, I knew as the curator of the project, I had to cite this in a space that would bring those issues right to its audience. So the South Down Industrial Area, as we're calling it, is just south of Lakeshore Road. It's well worth checking out. There will be plenty for viewers to enjoy. It's uh, for us a two-kilometer square exhibition area, uh, and it's a really complex two square kilometers because it holds major industrial plants like Petro-Canada Oil and Lubricants Refinery, the CRH Cement Plant, both of which have piers that extend out into Lake Ontario for bringing in raw materials. It has uh, a number of transportation hubs, so really big shipping container yards. It has carbon dioxide production facility, a wastewater treatment facility, abandoned industrial sites that have now been reclaimed by forest. There's a working hay farm with five radio transmitter towers. Canada Fruit and Produce Company is there, so it's the second largest food terminal to Toronto's food terminal. So, you know, strawberries and melons are coming in through that area. Uh, so we're treating this as the stage for 13 large-scale artist commissions. So I'm working with international and national artists to develop large, immersive, and in some cases participatory artworks. The festival, which will touch all 11 wards of Mississauga, features live events, performances, film screenings, workshops, and many lectures at exhibition sites. So it's a 10-day project from September 14th to the 23rd. And the two weekends that bookend those dates will be programmed with live events, performances, talks, workshops, bike tours. Throughout the week, we're going to run shuttle buses from UTM to the exhibition area. So we've been actively engaging the various faculties across the campus who are, I think many of whom have already committed to treating the exhibition as you know, a field trip. And we'll make connections between courses on campus in fall of 2018 and the various artworks that we're making. But then the project is supported by uh, a year-long engagement program. So we understand that climate change is a crisis that requires more than just a 10-day exhibition. Why the 10-day exhibition is because we really believe in the narrative potency of contemporary art and how it can help us read and see and feel and think about climate change in different ways. So how can contemporary art alert us to the problem in different ways? So that will be supported by this year-long engagement program And it doesn't end there. Christine hopes that the event will incite further reflection and discussion about the human impact on Earth. A companion publishing program will produce a half dozen broadsheet papers and three academic volumes. Where we're publishing three books, 
Oh, I haven't talked about the whole organizing principle behind the project, which is why 13 exhibitions, and this will explain the books too, is I'm using the Beaufort scale of wind force as the organizing device. So as we know, Beaufort was a early 19th century British sea admiral, and while he was at sea, he developed the Beaufort scale of wind force, which was a, he used a system of observation to develop a system of ocean navigation. So by looking at what wind does, he could measure wind speed. Right, So wind composes at sea, it makes waves, and it decomposes on land. Blows leaves off of trees, lifts chimney pots, blows houses down. Um, so his system, his Beaufort scale, goes from zero calm to 12 hurricane. And so I'm curating 13 projects so that the exhibition goes from zero calm to 12 hurricane. So you're caught up in the effects of wind, right? As a viewer, as you're waking, you're making your way through this exhibition area, you'll feel the shifts from calm to hurricane of the works. And those relationships are made between you know, uh, the actual work that the artist makes, but also the content of the work. Not that there is a, an equivalence between, you know, it's a calm kind of climate change effect, and that one's really bad. Um, so I'm using that same system to edit three books with my longtime colleague, friend, and collaborator Etienne Turpin, who's been doing really significant research on the Anthropocene, so thinking about human impact on Earth. And so we're curating, we're editing three books. The first is called The Work of Wind Land. So we've assigned the 13 Beaufort forces to 13 contributors across the world. Then we'll do the work of wind C, again repeating that form. And then the third book, the work of wind air, will actually have an analysis of the material flows of the exhibition area. So thinking about the movement of the peregrine falcons that hatch on the CRH cement plant roof, or the gypsum that comes in from Nova Scotia and exits the area as cement, the oil that comes in and the lubricants for household products that goes out. Then we're going to have documentation of the artist projects. And then, because we think it's really important for us to be self-reflexive, the third part of book three will be an analysis of the material flows of the exhibition and its waste and its carbon footprint. Okay, I'm out of breath just hearing about this multifaceted, expansive, ambitious project. But there's still more. And then there's a public engagement program. So we're doing 13 public programs in all of the wards of Mississauga. So this project will really extend out into the community, connect with citizens, policymakers, and agitators, local organizations like hopefully the Credit Valley Conservation Authority, for example, schools. So we're going to stage public programs in the form of um, art interventions, workshops, talks, performances in the 11 wards of Mississauga over the course of the year from June of 2018 to April 2019. And we're also publishing six broadsheets that connect UTM research, the Climate Change Action Plan research of the city of Mississauga, and uh, creative research by artists. Behind every project of this magnitude, there's a team of people with a clear vision and unified purpose. So we have a, a really great core team of permanent staff, including an assistant curator, a curatorial assistant collections archivist, and an exhibition coordinator. 
for this project, the work of wind, have a lot of support <clears throat> from the University of Toronto, Mississauga, to roll this project out. And it's, as you say, quite ambitious in scale, scope, and commitment to community engagement. So recently hired a project coordinator for this project in particular, but then um, she will stay on to help us continue that work. And then two research assistants, a curatorial research assistant and a publications and outreach assistant who have been working with me to really research this exhibition area and its history, but then to also really research the city of Mississauga and locate sites and understand the recent history of Mississauga for us to fully embed this project in the city. And then I hired a research associate, uh, a really brilliant political economist, who has been doing a lot of studying of the South Down area, including reading annual corporate reports and helping me understand corporate social responsibility. So we're working with corporate social responsibility coordinators of a couple of these plants and their environment managers. So learning a lot about industry's sense of responsibility to questions of climate change and how they're reacting and what policies they're introducing. And then the city of Mississauga is providing massive support for this project. So from that side, it's not just the core staff of culture and environment divisions, so some exceptional people there, but also relying on human resources from across the, the corporation, from transportation and works, parks and forestry, libraries, communication. So I'd say there's a core team of 16 of us working on this project. And then there's the UTM support, right? So the communications unit, advancement office. In case you're wondering, you can get involved too. Check out blackwoodgallery.ca for info on how to volunteer or to garner more details on the project itself. Because we'll be looking for a couple hundred volunteers who will provide event support, who will be trained around the works of art and become the equivalent of gallery attendants, so people will be the facilitators and animateurs of the projects. And then we're looking for all kinds of volunteer engagement with the actual making of the work. So for instance, we're working with um, Berlin-based artist Tomas Saracino on this incredible installation called Museo Aerosolar. So it's an a installation that comes out of his Aerocene project. He's thinking about how we might need to become airborne communities and how we can develop architecture and habitats that can exist without fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. um, so they're airborne sun-fueled installations. So the one that we're going to be supporting will require the donations of plastic bags from 500 to 1,000 households. Those plastic bags are then cut and merged to form an absolutely massive inflatable that we will then launch. So imagine a building-sized inflatable that will launch in the exhibition area. So all kinds of ways for people to connect with the project. Mississauga news journalist John Stewart recently wrote, through disputes about PCB burnings, industrial emissions, and gas plants, Clarkson's stressed airshed has often been center stage in environmental debates. It's just never been wrapped in such intriguing packages before. And so we all get to unwrap this intriguing package together, enjoying the artistry and participating in it as well. And I get to see just a little bit of what's behind the curtain in what I used to see as my sparkling and mysterious Emerald City next to Lake Ontario. 
See you there. Bright Lights Big Saga is written and hosted by me, Claire Carver-Dias. Production and concept by Joanna Zermack. Our special guest was Professor Christine Shaw, Director-Curator of Blackwood Gallery and Assistant Professor Teaching Stream Curatorial Studies and Contemporary Art at the University of Toronto, Mississauga. The music was Evan Schaefer and Drake Stafford. All tracks available at freemusicarchive.org. If you like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes. It helps.